one. Jim Joyce. <laughs> I needed this Wednesday. I needed this Wednesday to come. Why? Why? What happened that you needed it so bad? I don't, I don't know. Just like good stuff, right? But just like everything is just jam-packed. And I actually didn't realize that it's Wednesday until, well, I guess when you wake up, you sort of, no, but like I wasn't expecting a Wednesday and here it is, right? So, uh, right. Right. Um, and I know you got um, the gift finally. I know you probably thought you were dissed. Uh, yeah, totally. Zayna, Zayna yeah. Hayat. I was completely excited. It's funny. I got a call from a, I got a call that said a book was going to be delivered to the house. And, you know, could someone went by and actually a book from the Seventh Day Advent Adventists came to the house, or one of these religious books. Yeah, came yeah, to the yeah. house. And so I was like, I was like, oh, I thought it was the book from uh, Zaina and uh, yeah. Zaina, sorry, Zaina. And and then the next day, her book came in right after the religious book came in that someone was just soliciting me. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so that's uh, ageism, right? We talked with Zaina about ageism. I mean, you know, I, I'm not comparing that to religion, but uh, I guess there's movements, right? Um, right. But um, it's funny, you posted that picture and then that got started a whole trail because you post the picture in your backyard garden and I did a whole, right. you know, terrace. So I was kind of showing you mine while you were showing me yours yeah. as far as the garden and the spinoff. And the funniest thing was um, that Marty said, well, I can see a spinoff as another show, right? As a right. Right. thing called the Shot of Garden Therapy. And then something <laughs> SPAC came up and Lisa, yeah, I was, I'm not sure about that. And Lisa Sunan said, well, SPA, yeah, SPAC, but like as a right. special purpose afternoon, afternoon cocktail. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Special purpose afternoon cocktail. Shaken, definition. but not stirred. Shaken, but not stirred. <laughs> oh, and before we let our guest in, um, by the way, this was the first time, and we are meticulously unproduced, but he broke, okay. like, he broke us because the company actually posted that he will be on this fantastic show but yeah. let's bust his chops um yeah, that's right that's right we've never had a pre a pre-sell but we, we also have to just reflect on uh, our buddy rob garber closing his fund is on oh 15 yes yes uh, Lee, Lee, glenn robert uh elisa many many others so yes and you know and we have to get him back on the podcast to see what he's going to be investing in yes hey frederick <laughs> We were just busting your chops. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. It's Give me a little the, volume there. It's oh, the, there it's you the, go. Yeah, it's the mute button. Thank you. <laughs> it's the mute ah. button. But it's the way we to enter the room. We were joking around. <laughs> well, I, that you're the okay. first guest that pre-announced pre-announced your your presence on this you, podcast because you, we're meticulously you're, you're, unproduced. Yeah, you're totally big now. That's what it is. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard when you get this big. But Frederick, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've got my I got my shot of I got my beaker here. Wait. You guys haven't met. Wait, you guys haven't met? Did we? You must have. Yeah. Come on. We, we, we bumped into each other at the I'm sure the yeah. circuit, so to speak. <laughs> right, right. We we've like if, if we've spent if we haven't spent a ton of time together, is that my fair to say or am we I losing it completely? <laughs> I'm losing it. And then my my also my hairline has receded quite a bit, so you may know me with a big mop of hair like a year ago. 
Well, I've been listening to you. I've been listening to you on because you did a TED talk in Vienna mm-hmm. like six years ago or something like that. So I've just been listening mm-hmm. to you. So I feel like I I I, I reequated <laughs> from whenever we met at the health. See, health. Jim does his homework, unlike <laughs> actually me. I never do my homework. But um, <laughs> yeah, who's this guy we're bringing on? No. <laughs> exactly. But for our millions of listeners and viewers, Frederick, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, and Jim definitely will butcher your introduction. So maybe just tell <laughs> us how do you got into the entrepreneurship, how you got where you are and your background a bit. All right. All right. So, so sure. Yeah. Let's see. Where to begin? In the year 1979, I was born. I, I knew you were going to start there, It was a dark, it was a dark, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the, uh, I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was four. That was 1984, something like that, four and a half, whatever, a long time. Close enough. Um, in a land far, far away. I now live in Austria, but I grew up in Sweden. And okay. living, growing up with diabetes, um, it was always kind of a chore, right? And that's what pulled me into entrepreneurship, really. Um, I, I worked as a, uh, I dropped out of school when I was 16 and started working as a programmer. And then um, I wanted to do something more serious a couple of years later. So studied medical computer science because I realized that all this data in diabetes, it could be used for something. It could be, you know, we, we could build stuff with all these computer things we have. And then uh, as, uh, smartphones popped up in 2007-ish. I guess um, the you know there needs to be something magical in your pocket to manage your diabetes for you. That was like the idea. What about yeah. what about we take this experience of diabetes therapy and make all the data points useful for people and slap on a bit of you know get you to enjoy the success you have daily in your therapy. There's always something to celebrate, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I started in entrepreneurship. Maybe talk you, a little bit. Sorry, Jim. You I, did you you built initially a company? You know, so you're because I know we're going to talk about uh, High Dot Health. There's that you know, um, mm-hmm. it, but did you? So your first one, your first kind of diabetes foray, or you know, what was the you know, give a little sense of the the career. Sure, sure, sure. The, the, so. Um, I was a co-founder of a company called MySugar. Uh, MySugar was the is the market leading diabetes management application out there. It's a class one to two B medical device app, um, which consists of the application, which uses uh, motivational elements and positive psychology to help celebrate all the success you have. It's integrated with a lot of blood glucose testing devices and uh, just launched also as a control of insulin pumps, which means it's pretty hardcore. And we built that up from an idea in 2010 to, um, uh, to um, yeah, now serving more than 3 million people reimbursed in a number of countries available in over 60, la- uh, 60 countries and I think 20 languages. Um, and it was a magnificent journey. Um, it was amazing. I think of my sugar is like so foundational. Like for me, it's just the. It, it felt like really the breakthrough. You know, when um, 
you know, when it, when it was, it was, it's acquired and it was just one of these things where the size and the scale, I don't know. Sorry, Eugene, you were going to say something. No, I, it's a, I mean, I'll, I'll build on that a little bit, right? Because uh, to me, the whole sort of digital health market in us, I, I honestly thought really woke up with Livongo and our, you know, our friends, mm -hmm. Glenn Lee and Rob, like, boom, there's mm -hmm. an exit. There's something that's happening really now, right? After 12 yeah. years of talking. But I think in European market, when it comes to digital health, the foundational exit was actually you guys with my sugar. That that would be my, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, cool. if, Jim, if you can think of any, I, that was 100%. sort of one of the big things. You were but, in all my slide decks. You were in all my slide yeah. decks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's high praise. You were in my slide deck. Then, then you know you made it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's on yeah. slideshare.com too. But no, um, but, but actually that's an, um, you know, where I wanted to go, but I think this actually builds on it because you, you know, I think many of the co-founders, right, uh, or at least some of the co-founders and a lot of the team were diabetics and probably still are, right, depending on which mm -hmm. one. Um, and so building that really consumerized experience, and I actually remember one of your talks, which I did not rewatch, I just stuck, the only thing that stuck out of that talk that you did, I think it was somewhere in the Nordics, um, is that mm -hmm. there were customers of yours that actually tattooed the my sugar symbol, right? Yeah. And to me, that was like a foundational thing of why you guys were a runaway success, especially in the European market, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, that was, comments. That was, <laughs> that was so crazy when, when, I, when I got that email with an image attached of a tattoo with our logo in it, it was... Right. Tearing moments, Harley, right? Uh, yeah, Harley Davidson and Nike, right? And, and <laughs> sugar, what the... <laughs> yeah, it was... A, no, it's amazing. It, it, now that you say that, I remember your I remember your presentation or your team, you know, it, uh, it made the tech tour. Uh, it was a tech tour conference. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember that being, the, you know, the, one of the key, the tattoo and everyone just talked about it. What like, mm -hmm. you know, what a moment a digital health technology company getting tattooed on someone because mm -hmm. of what and it did. Right? And it didn't just happen once. It was like once, twice, thrice. It, it's been a few. Right? Amazing. Absolutely yeah. insane. Was it was it your guys? No, I'd, I'd actually I'd actually forgotten about that. Now, just that, you know, I'm, I'm I've been so engaged in my new company that you know I don't even think of that. But Jesus Christ, that was big. We'll we'll, we'll get to the new one because I think the whole consumer mm -hmm. consumerism mm -hmm. of health is actually a key component in it. But I I want to dive a little bit deeper on. What do you think? I mean, the fact that people are tattooing the logo, right? Um, yeah. Something about the experience and your and co-founders obsession about that experience, right? But mm -hmm. maybe, maybe talk a little bit deeper on like, what were some of these aha moments that as you were discovering your market fit as the early feedback was coming in, like, I'd love to mm -hmm. get inside those discussion rooms, maybe one or two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, like, I think one of the dumbest and smartest things we did during the first year was not to market what we did. People mm -hmm. found us when they were looking around, a blogger, someone else told someone else. And so we had this like 
clique of people that were giving us feedback. We were live, we were CE marked, uh, the first ever diabetes app out there with the CE marking and everything. It was big deal, but we kept it quiet. And so we grew like an, a user, like 10 users the first week, right? I wrote emails to every one of them mm -hmm. saying, hey, this is Fred. I'm the founder with typos and everything. I didn't copy paste Jack. Everything was manually typed. Over 700 emails to our users. And I had conversations with so many of them. I'm still friends with them, right? And I think that like loop coming into what we were doing um, helped shape the next phase of my sugar, which became uh, my sugar 2.0 was a totally different style and then it really started to take off and then we started slowly marketing directly to consumers um and then slowly we suddenly we had like ten thousand users 15 20 30 no i think we oh yeah i remember us achieving five thousand users and i still have an image a picture of that right me and awesome the team and I standing in front of a whiteboard where I'd written in fat green market 5,000. You guys should have all gone out and gotten the tattoos. <laughs> that would have been a strong it statement. Should. It was such a bad picture, by the way. Anyway, um, and then slowly, like 50,000 people, then B2B got interesting, right? Because right. suddenly we got an email from, uh, I think it was uh, Sanofi. Right. And we were asked, hey, could you integrate this device? And we integrated the IBG star, um, this one right. glu glucose testing device, which you plugged into the iPhone, right? right. And it, then we started working with Nova Nordisk, Sanofi, uh, Abbott. Uh, Abbott, I think, was our first customer when I think of it. Um, and suddenly, we pretty much every diabetes company out there was a customer of ours or a partner of ours in some way. But then we started working with Roche Diagnostics and then it became serious because they were also looking at, all right, how can we change our business model? What can you do? And that made us think in new directions. Like what if we build a package, a bundle, the device, when you sign up for MySugar, you get an integrated device and test strips, right? Right. And the test strips are delivered to your door when you're beginning to run out because we know when you're running out. All right, yeah. so this convenience thing started working. And then yep. that's when it clicked in a few of our heads, right? All right, actually to have an impact, big impact in health, you first need to pay your dues to the seven deadly sins. <laughs> I love it. Laziness. Sex. <laughs> saving money, making money, gloth, gluttony, right? Being a sloth, right? Being lazy, rich, uh, obese, and uh, having a lot of sex. You, you know, you need to play, pay into those to get that honored place in life. This is a PG-rated podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I said nothing. <laughs> no, I know. Bad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, and then, we you, you, then you need to slide in the health impact you can have, right? That's how you can make it big. Wow. So that was a big learning. Then we added coaching. And that got a whole new level. So suddenly it wasn't like the, the little device, the little app and some feedback. Now we also have diabetes educators in there. Yeah. Like seeing that, hey, Jim, your blood glucose... Saturday in the morning sucks. What can we do? 
Right. Let's take a look at that latte. All right. This may be discussed with your doctor how to do this and that. Right. Right. And so suddenly we had a population management system, and then we brought it to uh, started doing studies in health economics and simulations, and we realized that actually deploy over a large population by the convenience, add coaching and the data loop, what do you have? Is this a test? Mm. Magic. Yeah. We're sitting on the edge. The port was too long. <laughs> I love so to when, when you... Let's capture that. Let's capture that. So, it, so convenience, and then well, you, you went to convenience, and from convenience, you went to the data loop. Oh, no, data loop was the last mm. one. What was it? Yeah, we had the data loop and built ultra automated algorithms to tell you, right, hey, Jim, yeah. um, your basal seems to be off evenings. Let's take a look with your doctor, give him this report, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. trying to walk yeah. that thin gray line between expert data system loop. and stuff. Right? Yeah. And then coaches, like real diabetes educators looking over your shoulder yeah. all the time. What you're describing sounds a little bit like Livongo. And I do think mm -hmm. this was publicly commented. Um, at mm -hmm. some point, one of the one of your other co-founders, I don't remember, said also leaving Roche or something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember Glenn Tillman commenting like something around uh, about being not taking the Livongo offer. So <laughs> Um, basically, you guys were like, the, yeah. I don't want to say mini Livongo, but a Livongo of Europe or trying mm -hmm. to be while they were building. And I know it's the time frame. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this is public. If not, we can pause here. Mm -hmm. But th there was mm -hmm. there was some dating there as well. Yes, there was a lot okay. of dating there for. for OK. A and we decided on joining Roche because we thought that would be able to through that we'd be able to have the biggest impact. Probably are. I mean, how many, I think back when we were in discussions uh, during the uh, exit negotiations, I think Livongo had a couple of thousand users, maybe 20,000. We had 2 million. Uh, it was like yep. interesting, wow. right? And, um, but we didn't capitalize on it in the same way. And we didn't go through employers and benefit management yep, programs yep. and such. So a uh, totally different model. Um, right. And yeah, uh, we joined Roche and had a fantastic two years there personally. It was awesome. really fantastic. And then did you take a break before saying hi no. to health? <laughs> I, I, I remember, <laughs> no, I think no, even some of the, no, I didn't think so. Uh, I didn't think so. Yeah. You didn't take a break. No, I didn't take a break. Uh, so, so I I had a lot of different hats at my sugar. I was uh, head of risk ma risk management, um, head of uh, head of data uh, research and development, um, vigilance systems, uh, uh, problem solution processes, blah 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 blah. So a lot of different things, right? Mm. And. Um, yeah, try to find replacements for your baby yeah. when you want to leave. I think we had to hire a medical director, uh, a veteran risk management, uh, a new head of data science, and like a number of people. And that took a lot of time to find. So right. it turns out that that six month break I was planning because we'd already started high before I left, right? 
before right. I left by Sherpa. We already started in 2018, uh, beginning um, with a year of research, which my co-founder and CEO, Sebastian, put in, and I was funding it, right? And the, um, yeah, uh, I, I had scheduled and planned to take six months off. <laughs> it became two weeks, right? And then into the fire again. Yeah. So, and I take it you're not taking that six months anytime soon because you guys been on fire. I just saw some of the things drop already. Um, but before we do it, like maybe talk a little bit about that research and what are you guys actually building? Because to me, mm -hmm. I actually do remember maybe not 2018, but maybe 19 discussions, mm -hmm. you and I in some hallway or something. And you were telling this was very new and fresh for Europe, uh, for sure. So... I'll pause, man. Go. <laughs> 60 second pitch, 30 second pitch. I don't know. We, we got time. Oh, the, 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 uh, the little pitch, not the research. All right. Well, um, however you want to take it. The, the, look at the, the, the. So my headphones are running out of battery. Just so you know, if I disappear. Hey, just time. go to the, no problem. <laughs> so, so, um. He's just buying himself time on the 60 second pitch. That's all, that's all it is. Exactly. I'm just slowly saying, <laughs> now we, we get rid of, so with high, uh, with high, we get rid of health expenses. They're gone. We just launched our latest stage of our product. We called like step two, which is that if you have to pay a physician or if you have to, if you spend money at the uh, pharmacy over the counter, take a picture of the bill and you have the money at once. Or we even get, take the bill from you and pay it for you. We cover your medical expense because we're integrated with the insurances of Germany. Okay. So you never have to spend money on health ever again. That's what we want to achieve. So no co-payments, no nothing, just we, get your health. We, we got rid we got rid of health expenses for the 30 million people in germany just today lovely wow yeah so, so what we what we did was we integrated with all the all the private health insurances right and then we built a layer of financial of fintech on top so we can actually cover the expense for you, you when you sign up for high now in germany you get an expense account for your health expenses. And the sky's the limit, right? That's 80 billion a year that people pay out of pocket in Germany alone. And Lots of questions coming in. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's no longer you lending money to the healthcare system the way it's currently set up because you then get the money back from the insurance anyway. Actually, you were a funding facility. Like you mm. gave an interest-free loan to the healthcare systems, right? Is that right. the way it's supposed to be? I think not. Actually, payments, like having to pay a copay or share a slice of the pie when you have to access healthcare, kills people. Mm. And that's something I realized while two years as head of R&D for my sugar at Roche, being able to tap into health informatics into um, health economics, etc. Like if you have to pay a slice of your medicine uh, of the medicine you are entitled to through your insurance. Yep. Then the likelihood well, that you do drops. 
the likelihood that you get that medication drops. And that just makes me question the sense of society. Makes sense. Like you've seen like within the US, you know, you have mm -hmm. uh, like Walmart has introduced, you know, a, a low cost insulin, you know, which I'm sure mm -hmm. you're very familiar with. And, and, you know, and it doesn't have, you know, the, the device is a, just a syringe and you draw up the insulin in kind of an old school way versus, you know, some of the other things out here. But the whole thing is mm -hmm. that for the, for the people that aren't covered or it, yeah. it must be, I don't know much about that market, but mm -hmm. for the people that aren't covered, it must be they're paying out of pocket for it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, they would have entitlement to the other, you know, the other um, acting insulins mm -hmm. and short acting. That yeah, that, that, that launches me into another story. I was just, I just became an advisor uh, to uh, uh, a detective. Uh, so uh, there's a script being written uh, on a detective movie and part of a series uh, here in Austria. And I was asked by the, uh, uh, by the, uh, by the you, uh, writers to, or... To, to become a, a co-writer of that episode on how to kill a person with diabetes using technology. Wow, um, dark. And when I, I yeah, very, um, like what are the things that can go wrong, et cetera, if someone would, you know, it's, it's a very strange role. The black really mirror anyway. of diabetes. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. And so, so I told that to a friend of mine and he said, how do you kill a person with diabetes? Send him to the United States of America. Where every insulin vial costs ten times as much as in Europe. Well, not to mention oh. the food, right? Itself, right? The processed food <laughs> yeah, and works. sugar and all of that. I thought that's where you were going, but yes, the the cost as well. Yeah, the fact that people are paying out it, but but I, but I love the 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 thesis though, and you know, I've thought a lot about it over the years. Like I'm sure Eugene has, like this idea that you like any friction towards getting someone to take a positive yeah. action to look after their health, you know, undoubtedly. Oh. If you, you know, if you make getting to the gym more difficult or make it too expensive or you make getting to your pharmacy or, you know, you live in a food desert and you don't have access to healthy fruits and vegetables or, you know, like, like mm -hmm. a lot of people do in cities. So, you know, you add that friction and it, right, takes people yeah. out. Yeah, it kicks people out and it puts people off. From yeah. the, from the. I mean, from a business side, it's actually pretty amazing mm -hmm. what you guys set up, right? Because like you said, you're combining the insure tech layer. So on top of the existing, probably very inefficient insurers or, well, they're efficient for their own good, right? They're, yeah, yeah. They're, right. Then you're combining the fintech, meaning you now have, um, you know, I'll call it health savings account compared to US sort of ish, but right? Or health expense oh, we, account? We call it a health expense account, exactly. Health expense. Because, yeah. The digital health, because I've seen some partners in the digital health space, because it's yeah. not everything about a copay for certain thing, but, uh, you know, companies that, again, I'll let you disclose or not. But then the other piece of this, this is where uh, it's great, right? I can submit my receipts, etc. You guys are then carrying risk. And I know you were chief risk officer, in your previous hat, but you almost have to become a bank also, right? Because you're sort of the close pass. So it's a complex yeah. setup, but you make it easy for the consumer, right? So maybe talk a little yeah. bit about that structure as you can. Well, the complexity has to go or take place somewhere, right? Yes. So by if you, if you want to solve a complex problem, you can't just 
strike yes. it out, right? The complexity has to go somewhere. That now resides with us, right? So instead of uh, like, if, uh, if you live with diabetes in Germany and you're privately insured, then you, are, then you spend about 12,000 euros per year on devices, on therapy, on uh, medicine, on uh, consultations, et cetera, 12,000. I mean, I don't know where you live, Jim, but 12,000 in Dublin. Dublin. Okay, I don't know what it costs to to live in Dublin, Um, but here, man, that's 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 your rent that you're out of pocket every month. 12,000 spread out like $1,000 per month out of pocket, right? Big money. That's it's it's big money, and yep. that we allow, right? So by by simply. So how do you manage that? You manage it this way if you're very meticulous and organized and a ninja. You get the bill, you submit it at once, considering your copay, etc., like uh, and your deductible and stuff like that. You submit it at once. Then you wait for a month, see how much money you get back. You either take it up with the insurance company to get the rest of the money back or not. And then you pay it usually two weeks too late. Right. Like then, then that's, that's how you roll if you're on a tight budget. Right. Yep. You can't roll this way all the time. If you have, let's say, diabetes and asthma or diabetes and a cardiovascular issue. Right. How the, do you finance that? If you're pension, yeah. uh, if you if you're retired and don't have the income anymore, your insurance is through the roof anyway. And then you also have to do this, right? Seriously. But the sheer it's administrative, I, I think I, I think it's fascinating. Like I had an experience, you know, recently where I had to go over for my son, mm-hmm. and and we went and got a medical treatment for the state, so we hadn't done it in a while, mm-hmm. and. And I kind of, I, you know, living in Europe, I said I'm going to pay for it myself, you know, so I'm just paying for it. So I walked in and I said. Oh, before you come in, you know, you have to fill out all these insurance applications. I said, well, don't worry, I'm going to self-pay. They're like, okay, you got to fill out all these self-pay applications. So then I fill Can out I all these. Can I just give you a credit stuff. card? Yeah, that's, I got that's a it. credit card. But they still made me fill out all the forms. And then after I was done filling out the forms, someone had to check the forms. And then they had to send someone else. But I'm, I'm just paying for it. I'm going to pay cash. Like, like, and then, you know, and then we had to go through like, maybe through like an x-ray. Like we had to go through a few different procedures. So there's three places within the hospital. They filled out those same things. And I was paying for it. You know, I was paying for it. Cash, you know, cash money, <laughs> paying for it right on yeah. the spot. And, and, and then you got the and then you got the bill and didn't understand what it said. And yeah. right. But they were kind of like so shocked by it. Now you still gotta fill out our forms. <laughs> you know, still gotta fill out our forms, you know. You know, and it was it was but this the financial transaction, like I had a thing that I was on a where. It, we, we value financial transactions versus, uh, you know, financial data versus mm-hmm. health insight data, like financial data is here and health insight data is here. You know, it's, it's all backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can, it's, I mean, that's all- what PBMs were doing, right. Extracting a lot of health data from financial data and transactions and reimbursements. Right. Uh, and probably still are, I haven't been, mm-hmm. um, wow. So, so much to continue unpacking in there, but, um, Sorry, I got distracted. You know why? Because Jim, after over <laughs> after over a year of doing this, I, f- I finished this bottle over the shot of digital health therapy. <laughs> I debate whether. 
I had well, to have if a, that's tradition, then, then I'm going to mix a gin and tonic or something. It is the shot of digital health. All right. You got a beer right. too. Sorry, we, we right. had to take it there. I got I'll, distracted. I'll just uh, go off picture for a bit. I still hear you though. So no, no, no PG, you know. I love that. No, 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 totally. no. But um, but as as you can as you can hear us, right? I'm 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 still sort of fascinated by, uh, and maybe we can go back a little bit to the to the research um, that you guys were doing before the official start of this, right? Because the research is, you know, yes, you have the private insurers, yes, um, you know, there's in, in Germany itself there were I don't even know what the latest count is 130 sick funds, so the the public insurers. Um, uh, and 45, wow, I left that a long time ago. So huge consolidation. For those who can hear barely, the podcast listeners, uh, Frederick is away getting a gin and tonic as we're, <laughs> as we're asking him questions on how many sick funds. Throwing around, uh, throwing around statistics of my field, then, then you know, I'll take a break in the GT production here. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, before we go anywhere, Eugene, we have to comment on the size. Like on the back of his wall there is a, the tiniest moose head I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he obviously, he also has to talk about that because we can just hypothesize about the moose on the head. Um, but uh... is he large? Is he a large man? And that's a small. <laughs> Rough script. It's a, it's a tiny moose. We're, we're, it's a tiny moose. He's <laughs> dropping drinks. <laughs> We're usually so produced here. Wait, wait, Jim, this is actually the first time that a guest is walked out on us from the screen, I think, right? <laughs> he was jealous of the fact that. All right. There we go. Cheers. 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 So so where, the moose where were we? Consolidation of. <laughs> nice. Okay, got it. Nice. Yeah, it looks actually pretty real from far, far away. Yeah, it looks very real. So I just thought you had, were shooting very small moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to like, now I'm going to compose myself. <clears throat> um, um, back to... Um, Back to the, let's stick with Germany, right? So you have the sick funds mm -hmm. and I guess it has been yeah. quite a while since I've been out of the PBM Metco Silesio joint venture thing, where at the time was mm -hmm. went from 170 to about 120, 130 funds. Now it sounds like 45. Holy crap. Um, yeah, the, the your... private ones, the, the public ones are around 100 still. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I, so I was talking about. There's, companies. The pub, there's a public layer, but yeah. you don't integrate mm -hmm. with those like Aoka and others because no, not, not yet, not okay. yet, but the, uh, that's coming soon. Uh, -ish. Okay. I'll give it a few months. Right. Because the, the, there you have another problem. So in some cases you have to go out of pocket. If you go out on network, right. Yep. If you go out on network, then you have to cover the cost and submit it. Sure. We can help there. Um, but what's more important is also the savings. We believe that once you have paid your fees to 15 doctors, right? You, once you've paid enough in the public health insurance system, because you always have to pay a little bit. But after a while, once you paid too much, they simply strike that out, but you still have to pay it, but then you can get it reimbursed. 
And I mean, mm. if I look at our user base, our user base, we now have around 20,000 users. Wow. And uh, we've already helped them file for more than 12 million euros in one year. Wow. That's crazy, right? Anyway, yep. if, you, if you look at how many of them only have supplementary insurance, which means they go for the glasses or the dental, dental insurance or a supplementary insurance to be able to tap into private doctors, et cetera, outside of the public health system of Germany. If you look at them, a huge piece of our population, of our members, a huge number of our members, like 30% have chronic conditions, which means you do have enough expenses and you need to manage the expense also in a public insurance system because the financial burden for all the small fees. And that's a lot of money you can save, which right. as we know, if you have to spend money to get healthy or stay healthy, you won't. Yep. The probability it, simply drops. Did you, in order to, to get at you know the 20,000 um, mm -hmm. users, which is a phenomenal success, compliments, is, is, did you, you know, what, was it a similar, you know, were you going in through the insurance companies to kind of get into these populations or did you have a marketing program like, you know, or did you have this kind of my sugar style, which is, you know, word of mouth, like, how'd you get there? Direct to consumer. Like I've, I've learned something through the years. Um, you know, all those meaningless partnerships Right. that are entered in this industry, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> if, I, if I look at the number of, you know, just the number of trees that have died due to the contracts and lawyers just burning through your cash. For, for so empty that, contracts. For, for contracts that, you know, in the end, they help no uh, one, right? Um, if I look at all the partnerships, empty partnerships that have been entered in this field, right? Just for a marketing slogan or whatever, right? It doesn't help anyone, any patient, right? So we yep. stick to no marketing partnerships, no partnerships to gain leverage or gain branding, no media stories. I think this is the first, like, this is the third interview I give in years. And the, oh, third in years or third in high health years? Third in. The last <laughs> I'm, two I'm trying to make a special, years. that's all. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is super special. Okay. <laughs> now, the, the, um, we went direct to consumer marketing, paying for every user until it started taking off. And now we see about 30, 35% uh, people, of people come organically. Okay. Awesome. Um, like, because do you the reason for that market? is that if you pay for people actually downloading the app and using it, then you learn who they are. Right. You right. learn, all right, how, how, do we, how do we offer this and communicate about this so that people understand who also remain for, with us for longer? Right. And if it's just organic or just branding stuff, then, you know, you, you are what, likely not to learn what compels someone? So I'm, you know, like, so, like, how do you get to me? Am I on Facebook or Instagram or watching a TikTok video? Like, how do you get to me? And what compels me to kind of say, oh, I'm going to change my habit? Xing.com. Does that even exist though? Xing.com. Always. Everything by Xing. <laughs> now, if, if you search for uh, how do I file my expenses with my insurance, 
then we are nowadays likely to pop up somewhere, right? Okay. And uh, we help, like that's the first solution we had was simply, we can help you file with insurance in the right way. So you can be certain to get the money back, right? Okay. Because we know how to do that. So as you're talking about the consumers and, you know, mm -hmm. starting in DAH, but let's take Europe broadly, right? And and I know you guys are not a digital health play, right? I mean, you're sort of a, a cake of combining different industries to make the consumer experience easier. But one of the topics that it's comes up over and over, and whether it's the clubhouse discussions, which I haven't been on, luckily, in like a month now, I think. Yeah, you, you um, was junky there for a while it was like for like hey, a week we, man a week when I, for a week dude that was going on for a long time <laughs> i think <they're... laughs> no, I, I know he was trying to call me when i was on like a, a treadmill right yeah what? <laughs> no we i was saying you were trying to call me when i was on a treadmill on the clubhouse or something yeah i think he's a week worth of hours he was at like a week worth of hours over. <laughs> yeah exactly that's what he meant thank you so i i have now a, a token right I'm, I'm clubhouse free for x number of days <laughs> right but um just i i want to touch on the topic because we are sort of approaching this magic time for jim's question but i want to touch on the subject because it, it keeps coming up in the european digital health scene investment etc right we've seen all these funding rounds and all of the scaling whether it's perceived or real in us mm -hmm. outside of maybe cree uh babylon and uk and a few others which are mainly telemedicine yeah jim joyce come on yes but very few scaling across Europe, right? Um, and I think one of the key things that I'm observing, and I'm curious in yours, is that the companies that focused on actually the end consumer and the consumerization of health in the market and the experience of it are the ones that will be successful scaling in Europe. We just don't have enough of these entrepreneurs to date to do that. That's my hypothesis, but I'd love your thoughts on it. Hmm. Wow, deep thoughts by Frederick Devon. Dum dum dum. <laughs> it's a tough one. I know if that's is the like, why. Why aren't the company scaling? Right. I mean, look, Berlin ecosystem is just, you know, still even you know during COVID, like there's still just to pick an example, just right. But we don't see them scaling, and I, I mean, I see things that. You know, everything from, you know, venture funds themselves, they're highly funded and regionalized by combination of PPP, right? Uh, the incentive systems are not there, but that's why, like, to me, my sugar that focused on the end consumer was able to scale and actually outside of Europe also, right? I believe. Yeah. Um, healthcare, the, you know, like I, I think about the concept of going into consumer healthcare, say in this little market that I'm in, in the Irish market, it's mm. quite daunting. Um, you, you know, you will get, you know, you will become under assault uh, by the people that are allowed to directly talk to consumers. So the insurance companies, you know, good, you know, big market, you know, the clinicians are only allowed to speak to certain people. So it's incredibly restricted. It's regulated, you know, um, you know, a lot of people get their hands slapped by the system. So hard to kind of, it's almost like hard, to, you know, the tall poppy syndrome, maybe. Mm. I think, the, so one tough lesson 
is that every country is different. Mm -hmm. So if you want to fit into the system, like we thought about going to Japan with my sugar. I think they're probably not launched in Japan, but there everything is driven by the HCP, right? Mm, yep. By the decision. Mm. And they work their like they work themselves to the bones to take care of their people. And they have to educate you, pick your therapy, etc. It's driven by the healthcare professional. If we go to to um, the United Kingdom, there we have uh, the NHS. Like if you if you you first have to dig your way through this system, like this clinical commissioning groups and uh, hospitals that are part of this trust and they then report to the NHS group of that region and whatnot. I, I think I met seven national directors of diabetes and they didn't know each other in the same week. Um, it's, it's like insanely complex and multifaceted. If you go to Sweden, every municipality makes their own decisions on budgets. Yep. So if you want to work in the healthcare system, you need a deep expertise of every country and region you enter, right? And the money flows and the politics and the regulations and yeah. keeps going, yeah. right? Yeah, but digital health, if you, like the strategy of MySugar was first customers. Yep. To build up right. a large amount of customers all over. And then B2B collaborations, which generally work outside of national borders, right. and then go into reimbursement and insurance collaborations. Mm -hmm. um, so that was what worked to build up a global presence, but not every market is making money, right? Yeah. But you know, with now three million people using my sugar, it's a, it's yeah. It's well, hard to imagine. We're it's hard to imagine it like, scaling back, right? Well, I'm I'm waiting that in the next six months you will get three million users in high health uh, organically by God, keeping it it's, quiet. It's going to be too. Because <laughs> you you will need a bank loan then, right? Um, but <laughs> or or a big fundraise, uh, whichever way. Jim, I you know we're. God, you know, I, we're sort of just can keep going and going, I think. But um, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to leave it to to your famous question, Jim Joyce. Yeah, no, I loved it. But, I, you know, I kind of want to tweak it a little bit like here. So, so a digital health direct to consumer entrepreneur, you know, wants to launch their, their new product. What what advice would you have for them? Mm. Have a drink. Have a drink. Uh, go for that. Um, no, um, actually, I believe that one of my investors gave me a very good advice many years ago. Uh, his name is Min Sung. And, uh, Shout out he, to Min Sung. We know Ming. He was a seed stage investor, or even pre seed, uh, seed investor in. My sugar and also a pre-seed investor in high um, this time personally and he told me he told me the secret of the seven deadly sins and i think 
that is enormously important to consider. Mm. How can you feel, make someone feel amazing, either by saving money, making money, being able to be lazy and still achieving their goals, right? How can you do that, right? And then insert your, the impact you want to have. All right. That would be, that would be the seven cents. That's the, that's the title of this episode, the seven cents. I love it. Cool. Thanks. Well, listen, with, with that, Frederick, congrats on, you know, kind of launch today. I know you guys are, you know, uh, have some, some art articles and things coming out. I started reading them in German. We didn't even get to practice German. Scheiße. Um, <laughs> PG, man. PG. Come on. It, it's still PG, I think. Um, I but... <laughs> So, <laughs> no, all right. Well, rest of the world. But um, anyway, so thank you for making the time, man. I know it's busy times. We're honored to be the first podcast you're on <laughs> or the first interview you're doing. I don't know. Um, and for the listeners and subscribers, well, subscribe now, listeners, watchers, uh, and over and out. Thank you. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you, Sharon. Achtung, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll be the same. <laughs>